Vermont could drop all pandemic restrictions by week's end. A bus that bashed into a brownstone in Brooklyn is still there, and the driver that somehow got it there had bags between his legs while at the wheel of video shows. And cash for a COVID shot? One Nova Scotia University is making just that offer. In the weather, my windows are open at 6 o'clock in the northeast kingdom of Vermont. The dew point, which was 74 at 11 last night, is now 44. Your particular situation may vary. Bob's World for Wednesday is next. You can help save a life. See someone unconscious, not breathing? Call 911 for the paramedics. Start CPR and ask for the automated external defibrillator. Toronto EMS has 1,400 AEDs in public places like TTC subway stations and community centres. Help a paramedic save a life. I'm really happy to talk to you today. Thanks to EMS, I'm here. Find out more at torontoems.ca. I'm Larry Krasnarich. I'm Rita Krasnarich. And we survived a tornado. And a weather radio saved our lives. We'll never forget it. It was our fifth wedding anniversary and we were out camping. The skies looked really bad and we knew there could be trouble. The weather radio alerted us that there was a tornado headed our way and to take cover immediately. Once we heard the alarm, we immediately took cover underneath the picnic table. Within minutes, everything was destroyed around us. If it wasn't for our weather radio, we'd be dead. Be ready. Buy an emergency weather radio. This is Bob's World, Wednesday, June 9th, 2021. Good evening, I'm Bob Welch. Here's what's happening. Vermont officials could drop all pandemic restrictions by the end of this week, with 79.6% of eligible Vermonters now having had at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine that leaves 2,385 still needing to get their shot to reach the 80% target. But even when Vermont hits the magic number, some rules aren't going away just yet. When we hit 80%, masking and distancing will still be encouraged, not required, and there will be no restrictions on gathering sizes or capacity. Uh, Frederick Bashara, the owner of the Capitol Plaza Hotel's J. Morgan Steakhouse and, and the Capitol and the Paramount Twin Theaters in Montpelier and Barrie, says uh, he reopened the Capitol just last week and says we're starting to see a few functions come in now. He tells uh, WCAX, I would say we probably had 25% of our occupancy, which is pretty good for our first time open. He says the Paramount is set to open next week with high hopes of people coming back for the big screen. But even when Vermont hits 80%, some restrictions will remain. The city of Montpelier is keeping its indoor mask mandate until the governor lifts the state of emergency. Uh, we may call an emergency meeting of the city council just to lift the uh, restrictions if the state of emergency is not also lifted at the same time, explained Montpelier Mayor Ann Watson. Masking restrictions on public transit, schools, and child care settings will also remain in place for the time being. Patients and visitors at UVM Health Network facilities will still have to adhere to some level of restrictions in an effort to protect those who can't get the shot, officials say, and specific details are coming soon. Businesses will also be able to enforce masking as well. The owner of the uh, Capitol uh, Plaza uh, says uh, some in Montpelier are keeping restrictions in place until everyone has the shot. Uh, they uh, were 
waiting for everyone to have the opportunity to be fully vaccinated before lifting their own requirement in their stores. Excuse me, that was that quote was attributed to Montpelier's mayor and Watson, excuse me. And uh, once restrictions are lifted, state government will still play a role in keeping the virus at bay, though it'll be more strategic. There will probably be 14 centers for COVID that will have testing capabilities, vaccination capabilities, etc., as well as our health care partners. Obviously, those are the words of Vermont's health commissioner, Dr. Mark Levine. The U.S. Marshals Service in New Hampshire will be the first in the country to incorporate body-worn cameras into deputy marshals' uniforms. Channel 9 in New Hampshire reports that the Axon Body 3 cameras will arrive in Concord by the end of the summer. U.S. Marshal Nick Willard says he has been vocal about the need for body-worn cameras. Willard says he wishes deputies were equipped with cameras last week when six deputies were shot at in Manchester while attempting to serve a warrant. Willard says he hasn't encountered resistance from deputies regarding the cameras. You remember that MTA bus that crashed into a Brooklyn brownstone on Monday? It's been all over the news in the greater New York area anyway. And we're learning it all might have been due to shopping bags the driver had near his feet. Yes, shopping bags. Uh, By the way, the bus is still wedged into the side of the building today, and city officials say the whole place is still at risk of collapsing. The city department of buildings officials say they've issued a full vacate order for the entire building. It has a doctor's office on the first floor and apartments on the second and third. The building is no longer safe to occupy. And before the bus can be removed, the building owner must install shoring to prevent a potential collapse, said Department of Building spokeswoman Grace Munns. Shocking video footage obtained by the New York Daily News shows the 55-year-old driver lose control of the southbound B-49 bus at around uh, 1.55 p.m. On Monday, at the corner of Bedford Avenue and Lincoln Road in Prospect Lefferts Heights, the dramatic video from inside the bus shows the operator make a series of textbook mistakes before the accident. At least two full shopping bags are between his legs while the bus was parked on Bedford Avenue. Video can be seen on the New York Daily News website. That's nydailynews.com. Now the Bob's World four-day forecast for northeast Vermont, northern New Hampshire, and southern Quebec. Tonight's going to be partly cloudy, much better sleeping weather. You can have the windows wide open, low of 51 tonight. Intervals of clouds and sun tomorrow with a high of 75. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies in the evening, then becoming cloudy overnight, low of 52. Overcast on Friday with a slight chance for a rain shower, high up to 70. 77 is your high for Saturday with intervals of clouds and sun. Overcast on Sunday with rain showers at times with a high near 75. Not everybody has still as, as yet to get out of the muggies. And we need to emphasize that. Uh, the uh, northern areas of northern New England are north of the front, and, and the front was moving north to south, so there's still a heat advisory in effect for Boston. Uh, not so much for us in northeast Vermont, but the, the temperatures around the region at the 6 o'clock hour, show that Montreal is sunny and 76 to the north of the front. And in St. John's, we're to the north of the front. Boston is south of the front. They haven't gotten the dry air yet. They still get a heat advisory in 83 under mostly cloudy, and the muggies are are a part of that. Uh, Manhattan is cloudy and 80. Ogdensburg, sunny and 80. 
with a big difference in the humidity between the two locations. Uh, Bangor, mostly cloudy in 82. Hartford, Connecticut, has got the heat advisory still uh, with 82 and mostly sunny, mostly cloudy in Springfield. Still got the heat advisory there, 85. Berlin, New Hampshire, just like us, the front has moved through. Uh, drier air there in Berlin, New Hampshire, just like here in St. Johnsbury in 76 under sunny skies. Mostly sunny on Cape Cod, Chatham reporting 76. In Putnam County, 86 degrees still in Putnam County, New York, under partly sunny skies in to the east in the Maritimes, 73, mostly cloudy in Halifax, 74, partly sunny in St. John, Eastport, Maine, sunny in 73, Rockland, sunny 81, Old Orchard Beach, 78 degrees in southern Maine on the coast, and that is sunny skies. The particulars for St. Johnsbury. We have 78 degrees under sunny skies at 618. That is good air and the air quality index is 38. Feels like 78 as well, unlike yesterday when we were in the buggies of it. A high temperature today was 84. We've already reached it. We're going back down. And tonight's overnight low will be 54. Again, St. Johnsbury, 78 and sunny going down to 54 tonight. When you help a child, you never know what that child may someday accomplish. They may someday find a cure for cancer, or start a shelter for the homeless, or write a timeless children's book that inspires generations of other young minds, or simply become good mothers, fathers, teachers, and mentors. At Kiwanis International, our clubs help millions of children worldwide every year through service projects, including college scholarships, Special Olympics, Children's Miracle Network, and thousands of other community-based programs. In fact, Kiwanis-sponsored programs result in over 6.2 million volunteer service hours performed and $107 million distributed annually. But the most satisfying aspect for our members is that we achieve all this one child at a time. Kiwanis International. One can make a difference. But one can make a difference. Police in Manchester, New Hampshire, say a man was arrested outside of a community mental health center after he said he had a bomb. Police say today the man had a box and was yelling. Officers calmed him down and got him to move away from the box. He was taken into custody. The center and four homes were evacuated as a precaution. The New Hampshire State Police Bomb Squad disrupted the device and determined that there was no danger to the public. The man taken into custody was identified as 31-year-old Ernesto Mateo of Manchester. He was charged with placement of simulated explosives and resisting arrest. It wasn't immediately known if he has a lawyer. At least someone in Montreal is unsportsmanlike conduct. Uh, in fact, uh, probably multiply that by seven, and specifically it's due to this story. A report from CTV Montreal 12 that a man was beaten and had his Winnipeg Jets jersey ripped off. Yes, he was wearing one, but that's no crime, not even in Montreal, while walking home from Monday night's game. Alex Wojciechowski tells Channel 12 he still has scratches on his face and is walking with a limp after he says he was punched, shoved, and had his Winnipeg Jets jersey ripped off while walking home from the Habs game Monday night. 
After watching the Montreal Canadiens sweep the series against the Jets at the Bell Centre, the 23-year-old was walking near the intersection of Saint-Catherine and uh, Saint-Hubert around 11.30 Monday night when a group of about seven men allegedly started verbally harassing him. He said he crossed the street to avoid them, but then suddenly three of them started yelling, Give us your jersey! We're going to burn your jersey! His words... Then they rushed me, and three of them punched me on the side of the head. One of them pushed me, and he scratched me across the face, he said in an interview with CTV Montreal 12 today. Well, Jahowski says he's lived in Montreal since moving there from Winnipeg in the summer of 2019, and while he has faced taunts and nasty comments from other hockey fans for wearing jerseys from other teams, he's also a Leafs fan, he's never been violent. In fact, the teasing he faced before the game was playful. Instagram footage and a photo by La Presse photographer uh, show uh, Habs fans circling around him and sweeping him with brooms during the pregame excitement outside the Bell Center. La Presse, one of the French-language daily newspapers in Montreal. It was excitement downtown Montreal hasn't really seen in more than a year, and after the Habs secured their spot in the semifinals, Video on social media showed the area was turned into a frenzy with thousands of fans gathering, cheering, including some who attempted to tip over a Montreal police van and others setting off fireworks on the streets. There was one press photo of uh, fans uh, holding up a traffic pylon as if it were the Stanley Cup. But the alleged attack, Wojciechowski said, was something he's never experienced. He said he was still shaking when he went to work the day after. Immediately after the incident, he said he called Montreal police and spoke with officers to report the alleged assault. Well, Jahowski hopes people responsible will be charged to deter this kind of behavior and said the ordeal makes him more nervous about going to another game. Cape Breton University in Sydney, Nova Scotia, is offering cold, hard cash as an incentive for students to get their COVID-19 vaccines. The university has launched an online contest so the students who get vaccinated or tested have a shot at the grand prize. Judy Kelly, manager of health and counseling, tells CTV Atlantic, if a student gets vaccinated or tested, they can send in the information to our team and their name gets entered into one of four prizes. $5,000 is the grand prize. Peter Halpin is executive director of the Association of Atlantic Universities, and he says while each maritime post-secondary school has its own culture, something like this could catch on. At Cape Breton University, the response so far has been good, with more than 300 entries in the first 24 hours. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Amine. Sometimes starting a conversation with a friend about mental health can feel awkward, but your support can make a huge difference. You know your friends best, so if you feel like something's wrong, trust your instinct and reach out. Learn how to start the conversation at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation.
You know the familiar music. Welcome back to Bob's World on this Wednesday, June the 9th, the 160th day of 2021 with 205 days left in the year. We're joining you at 625 in the evening, as the clock on the wall says. And I am noticing that there is a short in my microphone cable of some sort. And so you may not have heard that, at least uh, uh, I didn't hear myself back into the headphones as as loudly as I would have liked. June the 9th, a Wednesday, the 160th day of 2021 with 205 days left in the year. And uh, at this point in the recording, we're at 625 in the evening. Jackie Mason is 93 years old today, media analyst, former CBS reporter Marvin Kalb, 91. His dad, his, his father, was also a CBS reporter, one of Morrow's boys. Bernard Kalb, former baseball manager and player Bill Verdon is 90. Sports commentator Dick Vitale, 82. Author Letty Cotton Porkrobin, 82. Rock musician Mick Box, a very heap, is 74. Retired baseball all-star Dave Parker, 70. Film composer James Newton Howard, 70. Mystery author Patricia Cornwell, 65. Actor Michael J. Fox is 60. Writer-producer Aaron Zorkin is 60. Actor Johnny Depp is 58. Gloria Rubin, 57. Gospel singer-actress Tamala Mann is 55. Rock musician Dean Felber, Hootie and the Blowfish, is 54. Rock musician Dean Dinning, 54. Musician Ed Simmons, 51. Natalie Portman, actress, 40 years old today. Mae Whitman is 33. The Bee Gees went to number one on the U.S. singles chart on this date in 1979 with Love You Inside Out, the group's ninth U.S. number one and a number 13 hit in the U.K. Shit. 
the Bee Gees. Love you inside out on Bob's World. 631, a clarification from our birthdays. And as was going on, I knew I would go and and uh, do this because I did not have that written down. Uh, Bernard Kalb is Marvin Kalb's brother, not father. But <laughs> Marvin Kalb was the last person CBS News hired by Edward R. Morrow. So he is one of Morrow's boys, none the less. This date in history, 1588, construction began on the present-day Rialto Bridge in Venice, Italy, with the laying of the first stone. The structure was completed three years later, 1591. Arthur Charles Dickens died in Gads Hill Place, England, 1870. 1940, during World War II, Norway decided to surrender to the Nazis, effective at midnight. 1943, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt signed the current Tax Payment Act of 1943, which reintroduced federal income tax withholding from paychecks. 1954, during the Senate Army McCarthy hearings, Army Special Counsel Joseph N. Welch berated Senator Joseph R. McCarthy, Republican of Wisconsin, asking, Have you no sense of decency, sir? At long last, have you left no sense of decency? 1969, the Senate confirmed Warren Burger to be the new Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court, succeeding Earl Warren. Heavy rains on this state in 1972 triggered record flooding on the Black Hills of South Dakota. The resulting disaster left at least 238 people dead and $164 million in damage in 1974 dollars. 1973, Secretariat won the Belmont Stakes, becoming horse racing's first Triple Crown winner in 25 years. 1978, leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints struck down a 148-year-old policy excluding black men from Mormon priesthood. 1980, comedian Richard Pryor suffered almost fatal burns at his San Fernando Valley, California home while freebasing cocaine. In 1983, Britain's Conservatives, led by Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, won a decisive election victory. And the body of Ronald Reagan arrived in Washington, D.C. on this date in 2004 to lie in state at the U.S. Capitol Rotunda before the 40th president's funeral. And in 2008, retail gas prices rose above $4 a gallon. You've been listening to Bob's World, and we have a talkback line. Uh, made a particular uh, commentary stand yesterday on yesterday's uh, podcast, and uh, uh, we have a means of you reaching out and providing feedback to that and anything you hear on here. We check the messages frequently. You must provide your name and town you're calling from, and uh, calling and uh, putting your voice uh, to record uh, gives me consent to put your voice on here. A telephone number is 802-467-0212. That's 802-467-0212. I won't hear you ring. It's not actually attached to a phone. It's just a computerized voice messaging system. Cindy Lauper started a two-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart on this date in 1984, and that is the song we leave you with on Bob's World on this Wednesday June the 9th. I'm Bob Welch. Good luck and be well. This is Cindy Lauper and Time After Time. Now 
Second hand done one. 